welcome to the first episode of the new year here at the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. As always, I am your host, Usumimi. I hope you all had a fun holiday season and a happy new year. I hope 2015 is a great year for us all, and hopefully I can get some really fun new episodes for y'all this year too. Well, this first episode is yet another review episode. If you've never heard one of my review episodes, that is my super amazingly creative name for an episode where I take an anime I haven't seen in a long time, uh, tell you a little bit about what I remember about it, and then rewatch it and see if I still feel the same way about it. Because, let's face it, sometimes titles don't age well, our tastes change as we grow up, etc, etc. These review episodes are shorter and just feature me, but don't worry, if that's not your thing, the next episode will be another longer episode with a guest where we talk about something together. So, on with the episode. Uh, In the 90s, there were a lot of random titles of anime that would be released simply because they were cheap to license and readily available. Many of these were throwaway titles that weren't all that memorable, but were short and complete, making them an easier sell than trying to convince a teenager or anime club to throw down nearly $300 on a huge video VHS box set of a TV series. So this led to a lot of really wacky OVAs, OAVs, and movies being picked up by companies like Manga Entertainment, ADV, and Media Blasters, who would then in turn try to market them specifically for said wackiness. Sometimes it fell flat, but every once in a while something would stick and slowly spread through anime fans' consciousness via conventions, clubs, or word of mouth. Similarly, that was how I was first exposed to this month's review title, which is Special Duty Combat Unit Shinesman. I first heard about the title from a friend of mine who is very much into Power Rangers, but was definitely not a small child ages 5 through 11. They fell in love with Power Rangers at the height of its popularity here in the U.S. and eventually into the Super Sentai series of tokusatsu programs that American Power Rangers was based on. Which is pretty common now, but back then, it was a little harder to get into all of that, as the internet was still in its relative infancy, compared to what we're used to today when it comes to being able to look up things like that and getting into fandom. But anyway... It was this friend, who was also a fan of anime, who told me about Shinesman, a little OAV that was based off of a manga that was a parody of the Super Sentai genre. I was aware of Power Rangers solely through my baby sister, who at the time had become a huge fan, like most kids were at the time. And while I didn't hate Power Rangers, I didn't go out of my way to seek it. So because at that time I had been surrounded by Power Rangers, even though they said great things about Shinesman, I was a little reluctant to try it out at first because the minute someone tacked on it's kind of like Power Rangers, I was a little worried. But then later, in one of my very first anime convention outings, I heard Shinesman brought up again this time while looking over a video room's programming and finding it scheduled. I figured, well, why not try it out? At least I wouldn't have to pay for it or borrow someone else's copy to see it. 
I can't remember if I initially saw it subtitled or dubbed. I want to say it was subtitled, but I could be wrong. It was quite some time ago. I say I have a hard time remembering because after I saw it, I ended up enjoying it so much that I sought out my own copy and ended up subjecting several of my friends to it. I purchased a copy of the dub and got a copy of the subtitled version from a friend. Not uncommon in the days of VHS trading. Both versions of it were funny enough in their own ways, and if one of my friends was more inclined to watch one or the other, I was ready to show them the OAV in whichever format they were most fond of. Out of all the people I ever showed it to, I think maybe only one person outright said they didn't care for it, which was pretty good, I thought. Fast forward a few years, and I realized I never got around to buying the series on DVD. But that's okay, I thought to myself. I still have that tape I bought somewhere. No big deal. Fast forward even further to more recently, when I had to move across the country about five years ago and ended up having to leave the majority of my VHS tapes behind as I just didn't have the room for them. Thinking I can easily replace most of them, either with DVDs or another VHS tape if necessary, I didn't give it a second thought. Until I found out later that a lot of the things I got rid of were ridiculously out of print right now, including, yep, you guessed it, Shinesman. But, as luck would have it, my lovely significant other managed to find me a copy of Shinesman on DVD and give it to me as part of my Christmas gifts this year, which was a really nice surprise. Back in the day, Shinesman was something that I would watch when I wanted a good laugh. It being a parody of the Power Rangers and similar types of shows that many people either loved or loved to hate made it an easy sell to watch with a group. It was also a quick watch. Another advantage when trying to convince a group of friends, dude, you have to see this, it's so funny. It's like if Power Rangers were boring office workers in their spare time instead of a bunch of teenagers. That's basically how I, or others at the time, would describe the show. To be honest, even though I watched this OAV probably a hundred times, I have a hard time recalling the details of the show now outside of that. It probably doesn't help that it's been more than 10 years since I last saw it, or that while the OAV had a fantastic premise, it was super short and was kind of left off in a way that made it feel unfinished, which wasn't terribly uncommon or unheard of when it came to OAVs, but it was still a bit disappointing when you found out that nothing else was ever made after it. Still, I want to believe that this series is still as fun and funny as I remember it. So, now it's time to sit down and find out once and for all. It's time for a rewatch. Hey kids! It's the Shinesman Shower Set, including a helmet-shaped bath bucket, business card-shaped bath soap, your very own pro-suit bath towel. Imagine the fun you'll have being a Shinesman in the shower. The Shinesman Shower Set, available only through the Takabana Company. Okay, something I forgot to mention earlier that I clearly remembered above almost everything else in Shinesman is the fact that Hironobu Kageyama, best known as the man behind all those classic Dragon Ball Z theme songs, does the opening theme to this OAV. 
This is just the first in many wonderful and clever tokusatsu jokes, as Kageyama is also extremely well known for doing many theme songs for Super Sentai shows. And the theme to Shinesman is amazing. Never before has a song about the heroics of the modern businessman sounded so enthralling. Seriously, this will always be one of my favorite things Kageyama ever did, even though I have to wonder if he himself even remembers doing it, as this OAV was never that popular, probably not even in Japan. I think the reason I was so fuzzy on the details is because I realized halfway through rewatching Shinesman that the details aren't really all that important in this show. We're given the basics pretty quickly. The Shinesmen are a group of super suit-wearing heroes that work as regular old office workers in their downtime. In fact, the company they work for created the super suits to battle an evil corporation of aliens who are also disguised as businessmen who are trying to take over the world by creating a business big enough to monopolize the nation and then the entire Earth. And they're starting that by what else? creating the nation's most popular new tokusatsu show called Great Man. Sound a little confusing? Well, don't worry. Ultimately, all you have to know is what I mentioned before. It's a Super Sentai parody with office workers. So all of this is basically set up to give you a lot of jokes that parody not just tokusatsu shows, but office workers as well, as the theme song hints at. The Shinesmen are made up of five of the office's best. Ono, who's a devoted father. Yamadera, who's obsessed with his car. Hayami, who considers himself a ladies' man. Hidaka, the tough and spunky office lady. And Matsumoto, the new young recruit who ends up becoming Shinesman Red after being asked what color should a superhero be in his job interview and answering red. This leads us to assume that when the other members of the team were recruited, their colors were also chosen in this manner, which makes it all the more hilarious when we discover the rest of the team has such amazingly dull color code names, such as Shinesman Gray, Shinesman Moss Green, Shinesman Sepia, and Shinesman Salmon Pink. Their awful colors becoming yet another running gag throughout the show. The story is kind of all over the place, with side plots such as one of the villains being the brainwashed brother of one of the office ladies from the Shinesman's Business Command Center, or the sister of the evil prince falling in love with one of the Shinesmen after being rescued by him after getting stuck in a bootleg Godzilla costume at a great man show. Obviously, this is not an OAV meant to be taken very seriously. The show revels in its own ridiculousness at times, taking clever jabs at familiar Super Sentai plot points, with almost equally as many on stereotypical office job life. For example, as being the only woman on the Shinesman team, Hidaka often complains about having to be an office lady in their downtime, in Japan, this can stereotypically just be a little more than a glorified secretary position, and we see her lamenting more than once being sent by her superiors to get them cigarettes or cans of coffee from the office vending machines when she'd rather be out kicking ass in her super suit. But can you really blame her? 
Because it had been a long time since I'd seen Shinesman, and like I said, I couldn't remember for sure which version I'd seen first, I decided to watch it dubbed again this time around. While many 90s dubs end up being either utterly forgettable or just outright terrible, this one's campiness actually adds to the fun of watching it. The dub writers obviously had a lot of fun with the script. You can tell in some places they were very creative with their translations, and even snuck in a few rewritten jokes just for shits and giggles. Thankfully, nothing as drastic as, say, the rewrites you'd find in the English version of Shin-chan. Most of them are pretty subtle and just plain goofy, which is pretty in line with the whole tone of the show. No use of of-the-moment pop culture references, though there are a few instances of 90s slang thrown in, but that somehow seems to make some of the lines even funnier now that they're so outdated, almost adding to the lame, self-deprecating humor. Another thing that really sold me on the dub was that Media Blasters actually hired children to play the children in the show, which is always really great. I really appreciate it when companies go the extra mile to sign on children actors because it sounds a lot more convincing than someone that's probably 30 or 40 years old trying to sound like a six-year-old. So, was Shinesman as good as I remembered it? Well, yes and no. There was plenty of gags that I didn't remember that were good for a chuckle, However, I didn't feel like I enjoyed it as immensely as I did back in the 90s. Sure, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad to have a copy of it again, but I don't feel like it was the constant laugh riot that I might have described it as to others back when it was considered a newer title. That by no means would make me consider this a bust, however. This series is still a ton of fun, and even though I only really remembered the very basics of it and only a few of the jokes, there were actually a few things I didn't pick up on the first dozen or so times I watched it back in the day. For example, the name Shinesman is actually a pun. The pronunciation of shine is very close to the Japanese word shine, which is a word used to describe a company employee. So the title Shinesman could be translated to something along the lines of corporate man. Pair this up with the Shinesman's already lame-sounding colors, and it's no wonder that the characters often point out that they could definitely use a renaming. Or, if this show was made today, they'd probably be talking about how they need rebranding. Fun, goofy things like this are really what makes this show. The other two things I noticed about Shinesman that were a little disappointing to me during this rewatch was the fact that the animation was definitely not as good as I remembered it being, and something that I knew was coming but still bummed me out a lot, which was the fact that the OAV ends so abruptly. Back in the day, I guess it didn't bother me as much because I was sadly kinda used to it. OAVs like Dragon Half and Elf Princess Rain were also popular comedies of around this time in the 90s, but were also short and ended with leaving the viewers with a sense of, that's all? As if it were left wide open for sequels or continuations, but lack of funding and or interest just never was enough to keep the ball rolling. In Shinesman's case, the OAV was supposedly made to promote the manga it was based on, which was created by Kaim Chachibana. 
Kam Tachibana, incidentally, being a huge fan of shows like Samurai Troopers, aka Ronin Warriors, so much so that she's made multiple doujinshi and even art books of nothing but Samurai Troopers art and stories she's made up. So her making a parody tokusatsu series actually kind of makes sense knowing all of that now. But like I was saying, the abrupt, well, that's it sort of ending made it feel a lot more disappointing now than it did back the first time around. I guess because I'd forgotten that this was something that wasn't out of the ordinary back then. Nowadays, we don't see that kind of thing happen nearly as much, so it's a little sad when it does. As I was saying about the animation, I was surprised at how dated it seemed for an OAV. Even something as old as Shinesman, well, even though it's not as old as some, as it only came out in 1996. Usually, OAVs have more of a budget and more time to work with, so generally OAVs from this era are known for looking really good. While Shinesman doesn't look hideous, it's definitely not going to be compared to something like, say, Bubblegum Crisis in terms of style or animation quality. But you could argue that this does nothing but add to Shinesman's charm, and I don't think you'd be wrong. While Shinesman is far from perfect, it still holds up as something I think most anime fans would at least get a few laughs of, and maybe even more so if you used to, or still are, a fan of Power Rangers or similar Super Sentai shows. And hey, even if you hated Power Rangers, you'd still probably get a laugh out of it considering a lot of the humor is squared directly at making fun of the ridiculous things that the Shinesmen do simply because they're expected to act like your typical tokusatsu hero team. If any of the characters' names sounded familiar to you, it might be because Tachibana named each of the characters after the seiyuu, or voice actors, she envisioned each one to be voiced by. And if you watch the Japanese version of the OAV, you'll get to hear all of those seiyuu voice their respective roles. Some of the notable actors include Yasunori Matsumoto, who plays Matsumoto slash Shinesman Red, who you might have heard before as Dick Saucer in Dragon Half, Gowrie in Slayers, and Ross Syllabus in the original Armitage 3, just to name a few. Sho Hayami plays Hayami slash Shinesman Moss Green, and was also Zarvon in Dragon Ball Z, Max Genius in Macross 7, and Nicholas D. Wolfwood in Trigun. Koichi Yamadera plays Yamadera slash Shinesman Grey, and you've probably heard him in things like Ranma One Half as Ryoga, Kaji in Evangelion, and Spike in Cowboy Bebop. Literally all of the main characters are played by very well-known voice actors and actresses, so if you look up any one of them, you'll most likely find that they each have quite a laundry list of notable characters to their names. It's actually quite impressive. And while it is awesome to have such a cast of prolific seiyuu in a single series, amazingly, the Japanese version isn't played up for laughs nearly as much as the English dub is. Even if you usually stray from dubs, I would recommend giving it a shot. While it's not going to win any sort of awards, you can tell they all really hammed it up and had a lot of fun recording it, which adds to the fun of the series and carries some of the jokes a little bit more with their deliveries. 
Like I said before, it kind of injects an already fun show with a little more goofiness, and it totally works. Scott Simpson, who voices Shinesman Red, also played Keiichi in the Oh My Goddess OAV in Onmego's dub, and fits the role of kind-hearted Matsumoto very well. Ironically, his wife, Juliet Cesario, who also played opposite Simpson in the Oh My Goddess OAV as Bell Dandy, plays the gentle and soft-spoken secretary, Kasahara, in this dub. And to round off the notable Animego voice actors, Pamela Widener, who played Miyu in the Vampire Princess Miyu OAV as well as Skull in, you guessed it, the Oh My Goddess OAV, plays the somewhat obnoxious Princess Sheena. Having just recently rewatched Vampire Miu, hearing Widener really ham it up as the goofy and whiny princess of the evil alien planet out to take over the entire world was pretty amusing as it sounds completely different than her sort of playful yet chilling version of Vampire Princess Miu. Other than the amazing opening theme, the music in the series is pretty generic superheroes and anime sounding background music for the most part, but that's pretty much what it needed. Yoshihiro Ike did the music for the series, and while he didn't really do any other notable soundtracks in the past, he's more recently worked on the newer Space Adventure Cobra anime, as well as Tiger and Bunny. So I'd like to think that Shinesman might have helped him practice for working on shows like that. The character designer and animation director, Akiharu Ishii, is also an animator on the first two Patlabar films, the 90s Neon Genesis Evangelion movies, and did in-between animation for the 80s classic Robot Carnival as well. I watched Shinesman originally on VHS, but this time around I saw it on Media Blaster's official DVD. Sadly, the DVD, much like the show's animation, hasn't aged very well, especially when played on a newer television. It's passable in terms of picture quality, but it's only just a step up from the VHS and not by very much. Even though the series enjoyed cult status for a time, it's sadly out of print now and the used price online seems to fluctuate a lot. Sometimes it'll get stupidly high, other times, it'll dip down to a more reasonable price. If you're looking to get a copy of your own, I'd keep an eye out on eBay and any other place that might sell used DVDs. They pop up occasionally. The DVD release is pretty bare bones. You get the anime itself, some trailers for other Media Blasters titles, and a very small image gallery of Shinesman art, some of which includes covers from the original Japanese manga, which has sadly never been released in English here. We don't even get a clean opening or ending sequence. But to be fair, this DVD was out fairly early on in anime's transition from VHS to DVDs, so this was back when DVDs weren't constantly bundled with the plethora of extras we're used to now. This release was also done back when companies thought that they had to cover up a lot of Japanese text, especially logos, with English logos to make them more accessible to Western audiences, so we never even get to see the original Shinesman logo. It gets covered up with Media Blaster's new English logo, which is kind of a shame because the original Japanese Shinesman logo looks really cool. They even have a businessman's tie as part of the lettering, 
which references the name being a pun, and I thought was really cute, and I didn't even know this until I looked up the Japanese logo and saw it on the manga. In Japan, they re-released Shinesman in 2002, which means it probably got a slight picture upgrade, but it too has gone out of print and a Blu-ray doesn't exist for it yet. But maybe if we're lucky, someone like Discotech might consider picking this title up to put it back into print eventually, possibly obtaining the slightly nicer picture? Though I can't imagine there being much in the way of new extras that would be available for such a niche title. You might enjoy Shinesman if you had a great time watching things like Dragon Half, Project Aiko, or Moldiver. And if you've seen Shinesman but haven't seen any of those, I totally recommend adding any of them to your watch lists as they have that same sort of fun, goofy, parody anime flavor. And that's it for another review episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. If you liked this episode, you can find this and more episodes on iTunes if you search for Anime Nostalgia Podcast. You can also find me on Tumblr at AnimeNostalgia.tumblr.com and the blog on AnimeNostalgia.blogspot.com. If you have any questions, suggestions, or just want to say hi, you can always send an email to AnimeNostalgiaPodcast at gmail.com. I might take a little while to get back to you, but I promise I always read everything. So until next time, guys, this has been Usamimi. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Ah, giant fish right in my face. <laughs>